Moisten your roly polies, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and poking the puffballs. I like turtles. And lightsaber frog calls. Fresh tea leaves get filled with persimmon seeds. My name is Rachel Roth. And I'm Amanda Alessi. And we're from the Great Plains Nature Center. You are listening to That's My Favorite, the podcast where we geek out with naturalists. And Amanda has never actually been on the podcast before. No. Yay. (laughs) So Amanda is going to get to geek out about something that I already know the topic. And I know that you talk about these guys like constantly. And I'm very excited to learn what you know, because I don't know very much about them. So Amanda, what are you going to geek out about today? Roly polies. Roly polies. I talk about them all the time. Can you describe what a roly-poly is just in case somebody listening has no idea what a roly-poly is? Yes, because roly-polies have lots of different names. So there are a lot of common names that people call them. Roly-polies, pill bugs, wood lice. Um, There are lots of them. And so they're small. They have 14 legs. They have kind of rounded, curved kind of armor on their back. And armor. Armor. (laughs) That's a good way (laughs) to describe it. That's what it does. Uh Um, Some of them can roll up into a ball. Those are the ones we call roly-polies. But we'll be talking about lots of different kinds of them. So as a group, they're they're technically called... Oh, screaming kestrel back there. (laughs) So as a group, they're they're called isopods, right? They are in a group called isopods. Okay. So isopod means same. Iso is same and pod means foot Uh so all of their legs are basically structured the same and these have 14 legs so they have seven pairs of legs that are all basically structured exactly the same is that just roly polies or is it all of the isopods my guess is all of the isopods because that's why they're called isopods have seven pairs of legs oh i said i don't know about the pairs of legs (laughs) i don't know i know that roly roly polies do i know that terrestrial isopods have seven pairs of legs. That's Ooh. that's my knowledge. <laughs> okay, this is super cool. So so the roly polies that live on land are your favorite. Yes. Little. They're not bugs. I was gonna say bugs, right. but invertebrates. Invertebrates. Okay. Okay. Mm, but there are some other really invertebrates that are up there too, like snails. <laughs> Love your, them too. your thing is kind of decomposers. Yes. Is yes. what you really enjoy. Yes. And I guess that. Probably means roly polies are decomposers. They are too. They are. But roly polies are one of your favorite decomposers. Yes. Then yes, I've so one thing that like just as a side note, since we're talking about all isopods, just to help us understand what they are first, I've seen um, like at aquariums those giant, giant isopods, isopods that look like deep sea roly polies. So yeah. So let's back up. So okay. isopods are crustaceans. So they're in a bigger group of animals called crustaceans. So, I mean, roly-polies are terrestrial crustaceans, and that just blows my mind. Yeah. Crustaceans that live on land. So they have gills. They have to have moisture. Uh Most most isopods live in the ocean. That's so cool. I didn't realize that, actually, that most isopods lived in the ocean. There are like 4,000 species of isopods. So some can get really large, giant ones, like what you're talking about. They're like three and a half pounds. Which is huge. You're kidding. No. Like big. Like pictures of, I've seen pictures, you know, of they're holding it like a baby. (laughs) Amanda was making the motion of holding it like a baby. So I'm glad you described it like that. (laughs) That's so, I actually had no idea. Wait, isn't there, um, maybe this isn't an isopod, but isn't there one that's like a fish parasite? I was going to bring that up too. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm taking you off track, but. That's okay. There are parasitic isopods and it 
they're called tongue biters. So they attach themselves to the tongue of the fish and basically Ugh. steal what the fish is supposed to be eating. And That's horrifying. I've seen yeah. pictures of yeah, like the fish's mouth open and yes. like instead of a tongue, it's just it's an isopod, really poly looking dude. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Do they eat the tongue? Because I feel like I've heard that before. I Maybe don't some remember. Of them do. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, they're just acting like a tongue. Yes, and stealing food. Yes. That's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, before before we get more into roly polies, um, you said they're a crustacean. Mm-hmm. So can you name some other crustaceans, just in case people right. aren't sure exactly what that means? So other crustaceans are like shrimp and lobsters. That family. Crabs and crabs and yes. stuff like that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. They crustaceans are arthropods that have two pairs of antennae, so crab shrimps and lobsters. And if you're like in a landlocked state like Kansas, um crawdads, right? Yes. Which yes. are basically mini freshwater lobsters. I don't know if that's actually what they are, <laughs> but that's how I describe sure is what them. they look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. So why are roly polies one of your favorites? I've narrowed it down to four reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, I love that because <laughs> I totally structure my favorites the same way where I'm like, here are my exact list of specifications yes. or justifications. Yes. So one is they're fascinating. I mean, they're crustaceans that live on land. Like, that's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I really like about them is everyone has access to them. So mm. they're fun to observe. You can learn a lot from them and enjoy them, but you don't have to have special equipment you don't have to have special knowledge or skills you know anybody can go out and find roly-polies yeah you can find them in your yard you can find them at a park it everybody has access to roly-polies so that's, that's so something cool. that's important to me um representing the park department i will everyone deserves access to green spaces and outdoor time and yeah. so uh, roly-polies are just everyone can enjoy them. Yeah, and everybody probably like has some experience with them right, already, right? right. Everyone yeah. probably has an experience, a memory, a story of a roly-poly. Um, so they're very, very common, but not a lot of people know about them. Like yeah. you see them, but there's so much that's not known because a lot of times I'm telling people stuff and they're just very surprised. Yeah, like that roly-polies have gills. Like yes. most people have no idea that that's true. And right. when I first learned that, it like totally blew my mind and I got really excited Me too. about it. <laughs> Cool. And they're adorable. They're so cute. I mean, birds are cute too, but also you cannot put a bird in a jar. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> like pick it up Feed and it stuff. dead leaves. No. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> but roly polies. Yeah. Okay. You're winning me over a little bit here. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So they're adorable. <laughs> they are. That's my, f- I listed my four things. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Those are really good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and they're decomposers. I mean, that's super important. So their role in the ecosystem takes nutrients that are trapped in dead organisms, whether Uh that's a dead plant or a dead animal, and they will eat it. They eat dead animals? They do. Any dead animal. So even other dead roly-polies. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I'm having deja vu, but I think it's because when Lindsay was talking about puffball mushrooms, which Mm -hmm. is also a decomposer, Mm -hmm. I I think she said that they eat dead animals too and I was also surprised that they could eat both like for some reason in my head it's a division where it's like Mm -hmm. either you eat dead detritus or you eat dead animals and I didn't realize so many decomposers overlap and do both I think a lot of decomposers overlap yeah yeah Yeah. so the they release there's nutrients and things trapped in that so minerals and whatever Mm -hmm. it makes up that body whatever it's a plant or an animal right um and decomposers will eat it and then 
their waste becomes the soil and that returns those minerals and things into the soil, which then makes the soil rich for new plants to grow. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. It's like a little food chain or, um, what's the trophic cycle? Yeah. It's like a trophic cycle lesson. (laughs) lesson. So the energy goes back into the plants from the soil and then the plants energy goes into the new animals. And it's just that like really crucial step of putting it's a very crucial step i mean if we didn't have decomposers we would just be walking on lots of dead stuff out there (laughs) (laughs) stuff would never go away and that would be bad yeah and of all the decomposers a lot of them are like things that i guess some people would consider kind of gross or icky or weird Mm -hmm. but roly-polies are none of those things they're just cool yeah and harmless and cute harmless and cute that's another reason why they're my favorite (laughs) is because they're harmless so you're not going to get hurt by one or bit by one it's can you eat them? Some cultures do eat them. You're, you're kidding nope. me. Like roly-polies or like are we talking the big like deep sea? Uh, I think both. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. some cultures will use, will eat roly-polies, like just the little ones, um, to help with heartburn um, and some other things. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. But then there, I think there are recipes and things, other cultures that eat like the big ocean ones. Okay. Ooh, that's kind of weird to me. I yeah. don't know. I'm picturing a bunch of roly polies in like a pepper grinder. <laughs> <laughs> like, rolled that up what they look like. <laughs> well, I do have uh, a video of a roly poly eating another roly poly, like a dead one. You do? Yeah, that's one of the videos in the link. So if if we want to include that, eating another roly poly, a cannibalistic roly poly. It's Ooh. a dead one. They're not, it's not like it's eating it alive. Yeah, but they eat dead things. Any dead including thing, themselves. including another roly poly. Oh, that's cool. We'll put that in your show notes on the website. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's really cool. That's a cool video. So they're not just decomposers. I mean, they also eat other things. I mean, they are decomposers, but they eat fungus and rotten plants. They'll eat fruit and spider eggs as spider well. Spider eggs? Mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I see... When I go on mushroom forays with Lindsay, <laughs> I see uh, mushrooms covered in roly polies, mm-hmm. like puffballs and stuff. Yeah. Well, and mushrooms have similar habitat requirements, I guess, as oh, roly polies, because because they're crustaceans and they have those gills, they like to have a lot of moisture and darkness. Yeah. And kind of, so they're kind of in the same. You're going to find them in the same places. Right. That brings us to a good like topic so if people are really interested in finding roly-polies they might have some idea of where they can see them because we've mostly all seen them before (laughs) but where would a person go to find roly-polies just go flipping rocks and just lift up things because they're gonna be in the shade usually in something darkness Uh but um you know on nice days if the weather's nice then they'll be out or or they've been parasitized they'll be out what do you mean? <laughs> um, the smile on your face is very diabolical, and I need to know more. <laughs> so typically, roly polies are going to stay in, you know, hard to reach nooks and crannies for their safety, and because that's what they need to breathe, you know, not get out in the heat and get dried out. But they can roll up into balls. They can roll up into balls. So that's one of their defenses. If they're crawling up a plant and you know something scary comes along that might eat them, then they can roll up into a ball and drop out of sight. Oh, okay, that explains it because it doesn't seem very. I mean, rolling up into a ball isn't going to stop a person from eating you, or whatever. right? But you you roll away and yeah. then you're not seen anymore. Oh, that's cool. Right. Okay. So um, among the things that they eat, I started listing the things that they eat. Um, they also eat scat. Poop. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> they'll eat their own poop. So they'll eat their own poop. Coprophagy, uh-huh. eating of poop. Oh, that's a fun word. Yes, it is. <laughs> so they'll eat their own poop um, because they are not that efficient at breaking down their food. Okay. So the second pass through helps make sure that they get more nutrition from it, which is the reason why most animals that are coprophagic uh-huh. do this. Right. Um, but they will eat other critters' poops. And so if they eat scat or poop from a starling, they're likely going to get eggs of the thorny-headed worm. No. Yes. And it's specifically a starling? Yes. So just FYI to listeners, starlings are those annoying (laughs) (laughs) European um, birds that are uh, an invasive species here. They're small blackbirds, and they usually have like spots on their feathers that make it look like a starry sky or something. And they have long pointy beaks. I guess so. It's starling. Starling. It does. I don't know if that's actually why, but it makes sense to me, therefore. I'll tell people that. (laughs) (laughs) That works. You're a naturalist. Say it with authority. Yeah. Authority. Starlings are starry. <laughs> so there, there are lots of species of these thorny-headed worms. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk. I mean, they deserve their own. That's my favorite episode. They're pretty cool Truly. and interesting. So this particular one is in starlings. And okay. so the eggs are in their poop. The roly-poly eats the poop. And then once those eggs are in the roly-poly and hatch and be juvenile, uh-huh. they alter the way the roly-poly behaves. <gasps> and so... This roly-poly is no longer uh, has no longer has an aversion to light, and so now oh. they will be going out and wandering around, putting themselves in harm's way basically by <gasps> wandering around where they're more likely to be seen by a starling and be eaten. And once that roly-poly is eaten by the starling, uh-huh. now the worm is back in this starling where it can now become an adult. That is crazy. Grow that thorny, spiky head, uh-huh. embed themselves in the gut of the starling, so that that's how they get their nutrients. Uh huh. Mature, make some eggs. eggs. Yeah, <gasps> and then it goes out. And- oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and they do it with a lot of different crustaceans. So a lot of crustaceans oh. are infected with different. I think it's different thorny-headed worms and yeah. different species, and different. Uh, ultimate host you know the final host fascinating but it's crazy and that's something that's like fascinates me is what parasites can do to their hosts like how they alter their behavior so they were studying the thorny headed worms in a different parasite i can't remember what the host the other host was in the crustacean that was the intermediate host they were releasing what the parasite caused was a release of more serotonin and that serotonin is what made this crustacean behave differently it was an aquatic crustacean okay and it would make it behave differently where it would la- like clamp down on a plant oh it was ducks ducks eat it oh and it okay. would swim yeah, around, and it would like <laughs> flail around like latch onto a plant and flail around making itself more visible to the duck and oh that that behavior is similar to the way that those uh, crusta- that particular crustacean mates is the male will latch on and flail around. So it surges that serotonin and has him do that behavior that he would normally wow. do for mating, but now he's doing it and putting himself in harm's way for Yeah, unintentionally be a duck. being a duck. Yes. Like bait. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. I had no idea. Poor crustaceans. I know. <laughs> Poor anything that gets parasitized. I mean, some of the parasitic mushrooms that I've heard Lindsay talk about oh, make yeah. insects do some crazy things. That's so wild it's to me that like parasites can take advantage of brain chemistry and just make you do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. 
poor roly polies. They didn't do anything to deserve <laughs> <I know>. that. <laughs> Thing, but help the ecosystem yeah they're just decomposing your poo come on <laughs> it's cool how many different things like as a side note i guess roly polies can eat they eat dead things they eat poop they eat decaying plants and leaves and stuff like is there anything they don't eat i don't know they just eat a lot was, of... i guess a rhetorical question yeah, i, I didn't expect you to actually have to answer that but that's just wild i don't know yeah yeah but they eat so eating dead leaves is beneficial to them overeating green fresh leaves really so their blood their blood does not have iron so they don't use iron to fixate on oxygen oh is it like horseshoe crabs similar yes okay what do they have copper okay yeah so they need copper and copper is found in rotten leaves but more so than in fresh leaves oh so they get the iron from the copper in the in the detritus in the dead leaves oh that's crazy does that yeah. mean they have blue blood yes no, <laughs> no. oh you'd have to probably collect a lot of roly-polies to get enough like blue blood, blue to blood. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's so cool that they have blue blood so that's mm-hmm. the part that like attaches to oxygen and carries oxygen mm-hmm. through their bodies mm-hmm. yep is that all crustaceans I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're not a crustacean person. You're a decomposer I'm person. I'm a decomposer person. <laughs> That's fair. I live in Kansas. Yeah. There's not a lot of crustaceans here. <laughs> That's fair. Another really cool thing about them is, so when they're making waste, so part of... Making their own like Their own waste, waste. Like yes. Poop. So they poop. Well, but the pee part of the, the waste. Oh, so okay. So what we consider to be liquid waste, so mm-hmm. urine, um, they make uric acid but it they don't release it as a liquid it gets stored um like at the base of their legs i think and it's released as a gas i want to say ammonia oh yeah (laughs) uric acid so when they produce the uric acid it's released through their porous bodies so it's just like a vapor it's like they're like evaporating uric acid out of their bodies yes what That's crazy. So they mm-hmm. don't pee at all. Mm-mm. That's insane. Just vaporize their waste. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they secrete like urine perfume. <laughs> they do also stink. Wow. So that's another defense is that they will release a foul odor. It's like, not related scared. to their urine. I don't think so. I don't know. Urine. I, I guess I should use know. heavy air yeah. quotes with that. Yeah. Like uric acid. Yeah. But they, they, yeah, they will release on purpose a stinky uh-huh. smell. Does not protect against starlings, though. No, no. apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I had no idea roly polies were that cool. They are. Like, I already See? thought they were kind of cool because they were crustaceans <laughs> that had gills and stuff. But, yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's awesome. They also have a marsupium. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think I have an idea of what uh-huh. this is because I think that you've told me about this before. Uh-huh. But when you say marsupium, I what think, do you think of, of like a pouch. Yes. Like on a marsupial, like a kangaroo. Yes. yes. So they have a brood pouch that's called a marsupium. So they, when they lay their eggs, their eggs are the female lays the eggs inside her brood pouch, which is on the underside back part of her abdomen. Like it's an actual pouch? Mm-hmm. You can see through it, though. Oh, okay. Because I've seen, like, one time um, here at the Nature Center, you put up, like, a did you know fact board mm-hmm. about roly polies, and you had a picture yes. of a female with babies. Yes. I did not realize that they were inside a pouch. Yeah. I thought she was just yeah. kind of carrying The them. eggs are inside a pouch, and what? they hatch inside that pouch. And she'll carry them around for about two months until they're on their own. Two can, months? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my Two gosh. months. And if you're a roly-poly that can, an isopod that can roll into a ball, roly-poly, uh-huh. they can do that from the time that they hatch. Roll into balls? Tiny little <gasps> roly-poly no. babies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they're white when they hatch. Uh-huh. So they're really bright white. And as they molt, they get darker with each molt. And they do about five molts to become an adult. And uh-huh. when roly-polies molt, they molt half of their body at a time. So like oh my gosh. the back half of their exoskeleton <laughs> will fall off, you know. And then uh-huh. later, a couple days later, then the front half will. So they like split. That's really cool. Yeah. So you, if you have like a farm of roly-polies, which like that's probably a different topic. Not I don't want to get sidetracked right now. But you can raise like a farm of roly-polies. Yes. You could find like little like half white, half dark. Yes. When we had them here, <laughs> I would go find them. I would get all excited when I found them. And I would find females with babies. No way. Yes. Why didn't you ever show them to us? I probably did. Whoever was with me, I did. Okay, well, I don't think I ever got to see them. That's (laughs) really cool. Okay, so backing up, you said that they they will carry them around for two months. Is Mm -hmm. that like including the time that they're eggs or is that when? Yeah. Okay. It takes about two months for them to be on their own. Oh. There's a lot of varying information out there on times of how long and how many eggs. Probably because there's a lot of different types of roly-polies. I've seen really exotic ones people keep as pets that are Mm -hmm. like bright colors, like electric blue or something. Yeah, Yeah. there are some really cool ones. They're really cute ones called rubber ducky isopods. What do they look like? They look like rubber duckies. They're so cute. They have a yellow head with like little, it looks like eyes on the front. You're kidding. No, they're so cute. I was going to contest that because like roly-polies don't look like rubber ducks, but okay, (laughs) they have like little eye spots and everything. Yeah, no, but there are a lot of hobbyists that will raise different species of roly-polies just to have on their own. Mm -hmm. But a lot of herpetological people that are raising reptiles and amphibians will keep them because they clean up the terrarium. So they'll keep them as cleaners in their cage. Like Todd puts them in our tanks here. Like Mm -hmm. I know we've got them in the tree frog cage. But I think he's also put them in the turtle cages specifically so that they'll clean up the food that the turtles just kind of leave scattered all over the cage. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite kind of roly-poly? <gasps> the rubber ducky one is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, there are some giant ones. I don't know what they're called, but they're they're really large and have kind of a bluish stripe, um, some kind of a zebra stripe. In Europe, there's a roly-poly that looks like the European black widow when it's rolled into a ball. No. So it has the same markings as the abdomen of the European black That's widow. That's got to be like a specific defense yeah. for avoiding yeah. predation. Yeah, like, so I thought that was That's really cool. Really cool. You're not going to be a purist and say like, the, the wild ones here in Kansas are the best ones <laughs> or something. I know some naturals too would be like that. <laughs> yeah, well, well. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Are there more than one kind here? So, Probably you're totally going to say something. But. No, no, you're. I'm glad that you're going there. So, um, so that's something we haven't talked about. So there are two families that are rolling polies that roll like, into a ball. Okay, okay. Um, so one is Armadillididae. <laughs> I feel like I know what that root word means. <laughs> yeah. So similar to the armadillo that rolls up into a ball. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But armadillididae, they can roll up into a ball, but their antenna do not fit in, in the ball. Oh, so, they have, like, so their little, little antennas are still sticking out. Aww. And the other family is armadillidae. Arm- Wait, what's the exactly. difference? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I haven't written down. Armadillididae. Armadillididae. Say it again. <laughs> Armadillidae. Armadillidae. 
cannot include their antennas in the uh-huh. ball. Armadillidae. 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 <laughs> One less syllable. Yes. Their antennas are included in rolling up. Who's responsible for naming these? I hate this. This is I terrible. <laughs> but I think what what I most commonly see here is armadillidae. The ones that can fit their That do fit their antenna in. in the ball. Yes. I can't say I've ever looked close enough to notice whether their antenna were inside <laughs> the ball or not. Right. But the next time I see one, I'm definitely going to be looking yes. for its antenna sticking yes. out. Yes. And then other isopods that live on the land that can't roll up into a ball, uh-huh. we usually call them like sow bugs or wood louse of wood lice so they're usually not as round on top their their armor is kind of a little bit more flattened okay because I'm, I'm picturing there's some that literally look like like long skinny pills like an advil or something kind so of similar are... to a millipede yeah okay but the ones that are flatter are nope. the ones that can't roll up usually right Woodlouse and pillbug and roly-poly and stuff are used so interchangeably i didn't realize that there were maybe there could be technical differences between those. There are. <laughs> that makes sense. Roly-polies are the ones that can roll up into balls. Yeah. Are there sometimes roly-polies that just refuse to ball up, though? Because sometimes I'll pick them up, and I didn't realize there were some that just physically couldn't. And now I'm wondering if I'm just a jerk poking ones that could <laughs> that couldn't roll up into balls, like expecting oh, no. them to roll up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess she got a wood louse and not roly poly. (laughs) Oh, so be judicious about poking roly polies, I guess. (laughs) Don't be a huge jerk. (laughs) Oh, now I feel mean. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Wow. I have an important question for you (laughs) because we've we've talked about how one of the reasons why roly polies are your favorite is because everybody has such a good connection to them or like can make an easy connection to them. Tell us one of your memorable roly poly stories. I just remember collecting them. Yeah. As a kid. Mm -hmm. And just like you feel really bad about poking a wood louse. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a kid, I did not know that they were crustaceans. So I did not know that they needed Moisture. moisture yeah um so yeah i do remember collecting them especially at my friend's house so her house backed up against the river and mm-hmm. we would spend the entire day outside just getting into all kinds of trouble and um <laughs> but being outside that was yeah yeah thing. um but we would collect them and i was always like they always died really yeah <laughs> and so like as an adult i remember learning mm-hmm. that hey, they're crustaceans. And so if you want to collect them, you can still collect them and have fun and observe them in a jar and keep them around for a little while. But just be sure that they have like a damp cotton ball or paper towel or a damp stick or something in there that will help them to keep breathing and stay alive. Because that's the reason you always find them in damp places like under a log or Mm -hmm. something is because like in order for their gills to function because they're on land, they have to be around moist air, right? Yeah. And different species have different tolerances for how much moisture they need, how much ventilation they need. But that's getting more into the people that keep them as pets. Yeah. Moisten your roly-polies, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) For everyone that loves the word moist, keep your (laughs) roly-polies moist. (laughs) And for those of you who hate the word, um, make your roly-polies damp. Damp. (laughs) There we go. I think a, a lot of the people that we interact with on a regular basis have 
those similar stories of just getting to spend loads of time outside and getting a chance to interact with things that ended up kind of capturing our heart or at the very least kind of sparking an interest in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. And I love just being able to connect someone who's not necessarily an outdoors person, but you know, this is something that they just learned something about it and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh wow. And now they have a connection. Yeah. And there's nothing controversial about roly polies. It's not like you're trying to get somebody to (laughs) like love snakes or spiders. (laughs) It's an easy sell. I have a fact for you. (laughs) It's not actually a fact. It's an anecdote. (laughs) I want to hear it. When we raised roly-polies, remember we had like the the bin of the orange ones? I don't know if we still have them. We don't. I looked for them. I think, yeah. They're not there anymore. I think they got all released into one of the displays. Oh, okay. Which made me sad. Yeah. Aw. But when we had those, their favorite food that was always gone in a second was cherries. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And they would always leave like a perfect little cherry pit in Uh there. Like some of the other food, like it would just start rotting or like there would be little bits of it or they wouldn't totally clean it up. But the cherries were always like, boom, gone. Cherries are delicious. (laughs) Especially the roly-polies. Yeah. Those were some cool roly-polies. They they were. They must have been sow bugs, though, because I yeah. never remembered them rolling up. Yeah, they didn't balls. roll up. They were. So yeah. those were some cool sow Isopods. bugs. Isopods. Yeah. Isopods. Cool <laughs> <we> isopods. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks, Amanda, for You're sharing welcome. one of your favorite things with us. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me. Yeah. I expect to have you on again to talk about other things you can dig for in the dirt. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we'll put all of Amanda's show notes, which I know we've got a video of the cannibal <laughs> roly poly, but you've also got some, some pictures and mm-hmm. other things that you've picked out for us. Yes. But, okay. We'll put all of that on our website. So go to gpnc.org slash that's hyphen my hyphen favorite <laughs> to check out Amanda's episode. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, you can email us at my favorite at gpnc.org. Thanks to our producers, the Great Plains Nature Center and... We'll be back in a couple weeks with more favorites. Because everything's our favorite. Yeah, everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Okay, bye.